Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Well, the questions many Canadians are asking themselves on the topic of Afghanistan is why didn't Canada evacuate Afghan interpreters and Canadian citizens from this war-torn country weeks or even months ago? We knew the exit plan. The government knew this day was coming. Why did it wait so long? Liberal leader Justin Trudeau says the world was caught off guard by the speed at which the Taliban retook control of the country. And the U.S. announcing it was withdrawing its forces from the country. That, that announcement came weeks and weeks and weeks ago. They, too, were surprised at the speed in which Afghanistan fell to the Taliban. People both in-country and around the world have been dismayed by the speed uh, at which things have happened and, quite frankly, surprised by the speed at which things have happened on the ground. Trudeau promising that Canada would accept 20,000 Afghan refugees. We know that the C-17 military transport planes have been reconfigured. They're going to and from Afghanistan, evacuating uh, people from that country. More flights are on the way. Ottawa says about 1,000 Afghan refugees have already arrived in Canada. Is that process to get them out of Afghanistan has ramped up. But again, back to the question, why are we here? Why did this take so long? Let's bring in our next guest, David Tarant, is Vice President, National Strategic Communications at Enterprise, and he joins us now. David, good afternoon. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me on the program. Why do you think it took Canada and practically every other nation involved in Afghanistan so long to start this evacuation? I mean, this can be called a colossal failure. I think it can be called a colossal failure, Rick. And I mean, listen, the, the biggest failure of all belongs to the Americans. And I don't care how you feel about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Those two presidents uh, owe sole responsibility for the absolute uh, catastrophe that's unfolding, uh, unfolding in Afghanistan. But from Canada's standpoint, what is inexcusable? And from the Trudeau government standpoint, what is inexcusable is... In seeing that things were going to get worse, not better. And, and you can say, oh, it happened faster than we anticipated, sure. But people could see the writing on the wall here. And they still decided to follow a slow, bureaucratic process uh, when it came to our inter- the, the interpreters, who, who, who are our partners, our, who our Canadian Forces soldiers work so closely with. Those interpreters and those families were left twisting in the wind, which is quite frankly a betrayal of these innocent people and a betrayal of Canadian values. And, you know, this isn't, this isn't an act of, of deceit, but it's an act of negligence that takes these two people for granted. And quite frankly, uh, you know, the human stakes here are, are just, it's, it's gut-wrenching, Rick, because people will die. Uh, and they will die because uh, the government did not give these heroes, and they are heroes, the priority they deserve. There is, uh, we've heard this from the Prime Minister, Marco Mendocino, the Immigration Minister, even from officials in the U.S. that, you know, they're dealing with red tape. You know, in my mind, it may be a simple one, but, you know, to heck with the red tape. Let's get these people out of here and then deal with the red tape later. Yeah, you know what? It, it's a lot easier to figure out someone's status when there isn't a Taliban barbarian shooting a rifle at you. You know, like, let's get these people on the plane, err on the side of maybe accepting a few too many uh, as opposed to a few too few. And you know what? If that means you have a little bit more paperwork to deal with, once you're in safety in, in the safety of Canada, go for it. But... Every hour that these people are stuck in Afghanistan 
while the Taliban, who are, quite frankly, among the most monstrous people in the world, are there. You're putting innocent, innocent people, innocent children at risk, and that is morally indefensible. And quite frankly, I don't care how much what the red tape is or what the, the bureaucratic protocol of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs or Global Affairs says about this. Get these people on the plane. Get them out there. They were there for us. And in the hour of need under this government, Canada was not there for them. And that's a shame and a disgrace on the country. The Pentagon saying it warned the White House for weeks about delaying the evacuation of American personnel from Afghanistan would be uh, obviously dire. Clearly, the White House got this wrong. And, you know, I guess Canada and other nations can make the claim that they're following the Americans' league, or lead, that is. But uh, obviously, everyone underestimated how quickly the Afghan government and the military there would fall. Yes, Rick, but we could have been expediting uh, a path to... uh refugee or citizenship status for the interpreter's families for years now. Like, you don't have to wait for Afghanistan to fall apart uh, to start doing this. Uh, you don't have to wait, you know, oh, we're going to, we're going to process more, more refugees. Well, that's great at the, at the 11th hour when the country has literally fallen apart. Uh, you know, and, and, and good, you know, it, every innocent Afghan citizen that we, we help save is, is a good thing. Uh, what I find inexcusable uh, is anybody who helps Canada, anyone that helped our Canadian forces soldiers, anybody, any Afghan who stood up and said, I will be part of the solution, they are marked. Their families are marked. They will be killed. And the government has, the Trudeau government has had years, years to get these people and their families to safety. And they didn't because these people just aren't that important. They spend more time worrying about their majority than worrying about the lives of those, these brave men and women who sacrificed so much to help help us, uh, and now they're left twisting in the wind because at the end of the day, this is a government that, we're, that only cares about the important people. And, and that's just, quite frankly, a disgrace. David Tarrant is our guest. He's the Vice President, National Strategic Communications at Enterprise, former communications strategist with the Stephen Harper government. You're listening to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Rick in for Roy today. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau made it clear on Tuesday that Canada has, quote-unquote, no plans to recognize the Taliban as Afghanistan's official statements, uh, government, pardon me, saying that, quote, they are a recognized terrorist organization under Canadian law. When he was first asked about it, he said something to the effect that he would wait and see, and I'm not sure what he was waiting for. It, it puzzles me too, Rick. I mean, the Taliban are a listed terrorist entity. Like, like you know, they harbored al-Qaeda. They played a direct role in facilitating the 9-11 attacks. Their, their record uh, in terms of facilitating the serial rape and, uh, and abuse of women, uh, summary executions, like, there's very, like you'd be hard-pressed to find worse human beings on walking planet Earth than the Taliban. And it should be a no-brainer from anyone with a working moral compass. Do you believe these people are legitimate? Can you believe a group like the Taliban can legitimately form uh, a legitimate government? Well, the answer is no. And it, it, I just find it funny. We're in a, a federal election now, and the prime minister is so quick to judge people here at home who might disagree with him on social matters related to women's rights or whatnot. But he was so reluctant to judge them. And it just goes to show uh, um, an incredibly blinkered view of the world that, you know, the only, the only, the only women's rights this government seems to care about are women's rights that help this guy form a majority government. Like it, it should be the easiest decision a prime minister makes is whether or not you are prepared to do business or recognize these barbarians. 
The answer has to be 100% of the time, right away, never. In saying that, do you think the turmoil in Afghanistan is going to resonate on the federal election campaign trail? Listen, foreign foreign policy, I've worked in a bunch of election campaigns. Foreign policy is rarely uh, drives people's votes. That's just the reality of, of, of you know, it's, it's remote for most people's day-to-day lives. When people go and vote in the, in the election in September, do I think Afghanistan will be what makes them cross next? No. However, I do think, uh, I do think, uh, it does expose uh, a deeper, uh, uh, probably ethical blind spot that this government's always had that can be seen, whether you look at the S&P Lavalin scandal or other scandals, that uh, this is a government that only really, uh, you know, the only, imp- only issues that are important to this government are issues that happen to important people. Um, and that blind spot is something that I think gnaws that the people might otherwise, in terms of their values or policy preferences, might want to vote liberal. And, you know, and if, if Mr. Trudeau falls short of his majority, uh, it could very well be because, you know, people have serious questions about his ethical compass, his moral compass in that regard. And at the end, Afghanistan crisis is just a one proof point of many in that regard. Russia and China have made overtures to the Taliban. Pakistan and Iran have uh, kept their embassies open in Kabul. Should we be fearsome of this quintet of nations apparently supporting yeah. each other, at least publicly? Yes. Uh, the last pa- last time that that the, the Taliban ran Afghanistan, it was a safe harbor for terrorists, including a, a, a number of, of, of primarily Saudi-backed terrorist cells, who you know, as you know, as Al Qaeda right now, who launched 9/11 terrorist attacks. Like you know, nobody, all those countries you name, none of those countries are uh, care about human rights. None of those countries care about democracy. None of them care about women's rights. None of them care about the rule of law. Um, they do. All those countries are quite happy to use violence against innocent people to achieve their ends. Um, you know, having a domino fall and, 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 and having one more country kind of give way to dictatorship and, 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 a, and abusive militarization is a bad thing for anybody in the world who cares about human rights. It is. It, it, it's, you know, will this lead to 9-11? I hope not. But certainly the world is a less safe, a less free place today because what's unfolded over the past month. Agreed. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.